Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. And I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. And this is Jordan, Jesse, go! It's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Beautiful day here in Los Angeles. The heat wave has broken. Sure, it's brisk. I realized that um, I had gotten to the point with the heat wave here in Los Angeles that only lasted a week or so, uh, where I was almost done with life. Do you think, um, you know how some people are like, oh, well, I watch, I watch Letterman, but I just watch the monologue and the comedy bit, and then when the guest comes on, I turn it off, or... You're like, oh, I watch SNL, I watch the, you know, I watch the first half hour, then when the musical guest comes on, I usually turn it off. Do you think people are like that with this show and the weather chat up top? <laughs> <laughs> they want to talk about, they want to hear what the weather's like in, in sunny Los yes, Angeles. and how it's making us feel. Oh No, but really, I don't think I could have handled it. I was, like, I, I found myself just almost, like, irrationally at the point of tears. I didn't actually cry, but, like, really close. <laughs> Really close. Seems like an emotional problem you have. <laughs> yeah, what I mean, it's an emotional problem triggered by this physical issue of a lack of air conditioning. Yeah. I had to... It still seems like you should see a therapist <laughs> or take drugs or something. <laughs> I mean... I had to punch out... I had this screen on this window that's behind where I sit here as we record this, and I tried to get it out, and I couldn't get it out, and I got so upset that I bent the screen in half in the window. Just like the Incredible Hulk. And then I I emailed my landlord and uh, God bless my landlord. I sent him this email that said, "Hey, I was I I we have a window air conditioner from our old apartment and I want to put it in and I I couldn't get I was trying to get the screen out and I bent it in half and bent it back and that's all I managed to do." And he said, "It's okay. You can bend it and break it. I will buy new one." <laughs> And I was like, oh, man. Come on. Thank you so much, Mr. Shin. It was so nice of him. And God, it just made my, it just turned my whole life around. That and this. Well, let's let's bring. Mr. Shin. I'm sorry. I don't know. Sometimes we call him Paul. Sometimes we call him Paul. Janet Varney from television's Dinner in a Movie. You worked that in seemlessly, Jesse Thorne. Thank you. Also with us, Jessica Makinson. Hello. Mackinson? Mackinson. You had it right every time until that last one. <laughs> he second-guessed himself. Are you guys, does it have a, does, am I really in a, having emotional problems by, by the fact, it was like a hundred, it was like over a hundred degrees. It was, it was bad. And I had that, you know, I don't know if you saw, but Louis C.K. did a, did a bit on Conan when, I think he was just in the, was just talking, but he was talking about how when Wi-Fi was first introduced on. Do you see this when he's talking about when Wi-Fi was first introduced on an airline? Everyone when when they announced, like, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is the very first flight where uh, a Wi-Fi is going to be available, and everyone was like, oh, like it was this amazing. Oh, this is part. This is the new frontier right here, and they made it available, and then everybody used it. And after forty-five minutes or so, the signal dropped out, and so it was sort of time. You know, they lost it, and the stewardess came on and said, you know, now. 
know, unfortunately that we've closed our window because we're still working out the kinks. And Louis said that everybody was like, went instantly from joy and surprise and amazement and appreciation to like entitlement, like groaning, like nothing ever works. And that is how I felt about the heat. Like we had this amazing balmy summer and I was cherishing it and so grateful. And like, I'm never going to look this gift horse in the mouth. It's been a great summer. And the first day it was hot in late August. I was like, this city sucks. I'm so angry. (laughs) Instantly. Do I miss, am I misremembering Janet? I have this vague memory that you're from Arizona. I am. Jessica and I both are. You're both from Arizona. So you don't, you. I hate hot weather. I hated it then. Felt unnatural and wrong. I love it. It doesn't bother me. <laughs> I'm really into it. She's a good summer person, and I get cranky. And then on days like this, I feel chipper and my yeah. Delighted. My my wife it doesn't doesn't bother her either. I literally like after like 15 minutes outdoors or 10 minutes outdoors, I get angry. Oh, for sure. Like really angry. I get fussy, but then I get really depressed. So I go, I go of, uh, to the, I go to the suicidal place. Have you guys ever you thought do. of uh, maybe trying a cool drink? <laughs> I don't care for those. But, uh, cro- oh, okay. I don't like chili in my mouth. I just like it on my skin. Okay. You know, I can't drink fog, Jordan, and that's really what I respond well to. Okay. <laughs> maybe enough. a little dry ice. Okay. Maybe a witch's brew of no, some no. kind. I get that. You're uh, from Arizona. A, so. few, a yeah. few years ago, uh, a listener of ours... And it's coming you, out of a cauldron, is what you're saying. As long as it's out of a cauldron. Okay. A, a few years ago, a listener of ours named Ebeth, uh, our listeners on our forum had organized for themselves this sort of, this sort of rotation system for sending each other packages oh. with fun stuff inside, oh. which is, was a great idea. And uh, wait, so they're rotating care packages, sort of like just kind of passing. Yeah, them? yeah, it's like a kind of a chain letter, but for uh, mm. a, a box That's of kind of fun. Of, uh, That's what the movie Pay It Forward stuff. should have been about. Yeah, yeah. just mailing packages, yeah. no one interacting with each yeah, other. Exactly. Well, you got your interactions with the UPS store, for example. Yeah. Do they know each other? No, no. Well, they know each other a little bit from the internet, but it's just they're trying to, they're like being friends and like just doing something fun. Like it's like a fun project. So Ebeth might stand for electronic mail, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> well, she puts an E in front of everything. We've met, we've met Ebeth in real life. Sure. She's a super nice lady. And uh, she sent a And package. she's not just made up of information on the internet. Like it's an actual flesh and blood person. Okay, this okay. isn't like a Tron situation. She she was nice enough when she sent out her package. She said, "Well, and I'm going to send out a package to Jesse." And she sent a package with like a lot of like keel samples mm. and some like, you know, it's just silly shit, you know, like the some uh uh some of those parachute men sure. you throw off the top of your building. Uh that's not silly, that's practical. <laughs> and it's practical that's that you practical. sent more than one because as soon as you throw the first one it goes somewhere and you lose it. Sure. You need right. five, six of those to have a good time. And so she sent she sent a package of these things and there was a couple of like and there was like some sort of like odd natural food store things, just sort of like sort of like you went into the sort of general store section of the natural <laughs> food store and just picked out what's the funniest thing that's there. And one thing is is this sort of like cold pack that's filled with I don't know buckwheat or something like mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. buckwheat husks, mm-hmm. and um, it it's not quite cold enough to be practical. Even if even if you put it in the freezer, it doesn't get cold enough for cold pack related applications. Right. Like you can't. It doesn't <laughs> quite get to the level of coldness you need to keep down so it gets, swelling. it gets as cold as anything would if you put it in the freezer. Well, like a piece of paper. Yeah. Right. Or, this could also be, uh, you know, 
Uh, specifically, an encyclopedia. Yeah. specifically, it gets as cold as a bag of buckwheat would yeah. get if okay. you put it in the it freezer. It reminds you of thing of how much colder you wish it were. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, but what's it's, good about it in this context is that you can put it on your nipples when you're trying to go to sleep, or on any other. <laughs> Important. I hope this calls back to it being hot or you yes. just need something cold on your nipples to sleep anytime. That seems weird. It's uh, No, it's specifically when it's hot. You can put it, it's cold enough yes. that if you put it on an important place. Yes, it's it not going to freeze it off. It won't freeze it off so you can feel like you've, you're not going to fall asleep and wake up with a frosted <laughs> nipple. Remind me not to borrow your buckwheat <laughs> packet. <laughs> But that was where that was the point that I got you in my life, yeah. where I was putting frozen buckwheat on my nipples, yeah. just in an effort to just find the the escape that Dreamland promised. That's going to be the oh. high point of your uh, scared straight story when you go to high school <laughs> later in life. Not on his nipples, God, he had it bad. <laughs> That's rough. And then when I finally got to sleep, I seriously had a nightmare about a volcano. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Come I had on. a nightmare about a volcano. Come on now. We don't have a window. The thing is, our bedroom is not a real bedroom. Because we record in the offices here in the real bedroom of our apartment, the other bedroom of our apartment, its only window opens onto a dirt floor storage area. Mm-hmm. And so you can't really open it. In fact, it, specifically, it opens onto our uh, upstairs neighbor slash landlord's dirt floor storage area. So oh, like, yeah. if we opened it and he happened to go into his storage area at night, he would have a little window into our bed. Um, so we can't really <laughs> open that. And so the consequences of that are, number one, if there's a fire, we'll die. And number two, there's no way to get air into our bedroom like it just is the temperature that it is and we just have to accept it like we set up a giant column fan blowing straight like trying to blow into the bedroom Mm -hmm. and it didn't work it was non-functional the only thing that works (laughs) in that situation is frozen buckwheat on your nipples and the one piece of good news about that is that in a fire your nipples will burn last (laughs) yes or it'll, the police will just find a pair of nipples, and then the coroners will have a good laugh. A They're pair like, "Hey, this is of kind of nipples. funny." They'll have to identify me from my nipple records, uh. <laughs> and they'll they'll I slice. I gotta get mine open. updated. I've had some work done on mine. They'll slice open the nipple and see how many rings there are to see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back Count in just rings. a second with more of Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney, spectator. <laughs> Jessica Makinson, enthusiast. It's good. It's See, good. she's ready. Absolutely. Jessica Makinson is ready. <laughs> J- Jessica, can I ask about your uh, your beaded brooch that you are wearing right now? Oh, Ooh. yes, you can. Is this an, is this a I'm from Arizona thing? It's kind of a beaded brooch. It maybe looks. looks oh, as if it was. I didn't see what it was. I didn't know what you were This wearing. is a um, Jessica. Um, let's talk brooches. Let's talk brooches. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> well, it's segment two. How long when you do talk you about have? Do you oh, mind just, if uh, I broach the subject of brooches? <laughs> oh, I should go. We have a little <laughs> graphics package for bro- brooch talk, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we like do. an intense and G4 cute. Style. Uh, Brooch things. (laughs) (laughs) We call this graphic the brooch bot. The brooch bot. Well, uh, I am pleased to say this is a little Native American beaded brooch 
from my good friend Janet Varney. It was a gift. Mm. Oh. I will say that we are enthusiasts about many things. I spectate from time to time, but I'm also an enthusiast. And brooches and beading are among those things. Among those things. Well, we've been we've been trying to we we we've invited Janet. Janet has a busy schedule. She's she's the star Jesse, of the please. hit. She's schedule. the star of the hit. <laughs> <laughs> she's the star of the hit television dinner in a movie. <laughs> Get Jesse, funny. Jesse, please. Donner in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, she's yes. the star of that program. She's, there, she's is so, there are so many things wrong with every way you just described that. I don't even know where to start. <laughs> that's First a, of all, it's not a television uh-huh. program. I'd, I'd, it's a, it's a ham that, radio that's right. hobby. That's right. I'd call that a star, a star vehicle. <laughs> dinner in a movie, right? It is. The doors, it has opened <clears throat> when you're making like uh like when you're making like uh you know uh George Clooney theme paella or yes. whatever. And I don't know th- how many of those we can do. You're the star of that. I'd say Paul Gilmartin, our friend Paul Gilmartin is a su- is the supporting actor. Oh, he's supporting my. you. Well, that's wonderful to hear. Uh, I can't wait to rub that in his face, but I don't know if it's true. And the celebrity chef, whose name I don't know. His name is Claude Mann. Celebrity chef Claude Mann. He's the celebrity chef. Too handsome to just be the chef. He should. He's really the star. Right. So you're saying they should they should get rid of Gil Martin. I think we can all agree they should get rid of Paul. Yeah, Gilmartin. he's hanging on by a thread yeah. and has been doing so <laughs> for, for sixteen years. years. Wait. Yep. That guy. That guy is one of the fastest thinking comics on his feet I've ever met in my life. I don't know how his brain works. You know those those people that you just wish you could sort of plug in? <gasps> Avatar style. Yeah. I just realized that's what I wish I could do. <laughs> right into his tail. Yeah. <laughs> if only he would grow a ponytail. <laughs> right into his yeah. tail. Um, but you are you you, you know you're then you're flying off to do small parts in films and television <laughs> programs. Sometimes. All the time. Oh, oh. yeah. I, oh, I got to be in I got to be in Maui. I got to be in Chicago. I'm shooting a small part in a television You've program or movie. You've picked two places. Not only have I never worked, I've never spent any time. <laughs> uh, but you know, it's you know, we we've invited you several times. You've been too you've been busy but luckily for us yes and uh, side note that invitation comes approximately 12 hours before the podcast true. is set to record yes that consistently so consistently. frequently i'm already gone We're thinking of changing the protocol to where just some guys come in a van while you're sleeping and throw a pillowcase over your head oh, i like it and then take you <laughs> here to gab Jordan, i think they call that a code red and i don't think it's legal uh you're thank you for bringing up my mountain dew sponsor by the way <laughs> oh i get uh, 80 bucks every time somebody mentions that, so thank My you. pleasure. Didn't even know that's what I was doing. His yes. agent worked long and hard to get it kicked up from the standard seventy-five bucks uh-huh. that you would get paid for a <laughs> mention. I only get seventy-five because I'm not. I don't have representatives. Oh uh, yeah. well, that's what they do for you. And then how much do you give away of that back to your representatives? Fifteen percent. There yeah, 15%. you go. And then I, I actually out. spend the rest on Mountain Dew code red. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it all goes back. And it's a cycle. you got to rethink that business model. What's it's like the, yeah, it's like the uh, the human centipede of sponsorships. What's <laughs> What's weird about it is you'd think that you would get a discount, but actually you're required to buy it at the company store yep. in Mountain Dew Code Redville, which is where you live. Mm-hmm. And it's actually more expensive You there. sound like a slave to the product. Yeah. Really. Uh, he's yes. not technically a slave. You know slave. those old he's, coal miner songs? I sing those a lot. <laughs> he's sort of a wage slave. Sure. He's a yeah. Mountain Dew Code Red wage slave. Company man. But we're lucky enough to have you and Jessica here on the program this week. Because you're putting on this event here in uh, Los Angeles, uh, which is in Southern California, mm. um, which is... 
if it's successful, will you consider taking it to Mountain Dew Code Red, Indiana, <laughs> where I live? That's too rich for our blood. Yeah. Culturally. Sure, yeah. It's pretty highbrow up there. Yeah. Um, this is, We've got a symphony and a porno okay. store. So this is quite This is quite a thing. Tell, tell us what this thing is, because I feel like I can't do it It is a mouthful. Jessica? It is, it is a fleeting immersion. It is a pop-up shop and art installation at a gallery called Tinlark. At the crossroads of the world on uh, Sunset Boulevard. Wait, it's at the crossroads of the world? Yes. Have you, have you heard of the historic there? crossroads of the world? Well, the crossroads of the world is... Crosswords of you the world. You definitely said crosswords. Yep. <laughs> oh, Christ. <laughs> crossroads... That sounds fun, though. Of the yeah, right? <laughs> What's a four-letter word for... Oh, it's Maui. Wait, yeah. M-A... Hold on. What are <laughs> the crosswords like letters. in China? I don't know. I'd like to see uh, an exhibit on that. That would be weird if it were a crossword where you had to use different like characters yeah. and English lettering. The sure. Crossroads of Five the Down is the mischievous monkey god that <laughs> stole the wind out of an apricot. Uh, crossroads of the World is one of these things that are in Los Angeles. Los Angeles doesn't have a lot of charm, uh, but what it does have is it has things that were horrible in 1946, that over the course of 50 or 60 years have, by virtue of not having been demolished, yes. become charming. Treasures. It passes treasures. for treasures. It's a, it's, a, it's a sort of kitsch or ersatz charm. Mm-hmm. And Crossroads of the World is one of the best of these things. I agree with that. It is, it is essentially uh, it is a, like an office building <laughs> that is in the shape of a boat. Yes, that's pretty fair, and right? They, it's basically and, and an office building shaped like a boat. Yeah. Yes. Nautical, little portal, nautical portals. Portal I am windows, so which, unfamiliar with this. this doesn't really? Seem like you know what I've I think of seen. it as? Isn't that, and I, it, wow, now I'm saying it and it's being recorded into history. So if I'm wrong about this, yeah. I'm really embarrassed. But I This goes into the National Archive it does, after we do this, by it does. the way. I think the Muppets uh, arrive at Crosswords of the World sometime, at some, some, Crossroads some, some of the World. Crosswords of the World. Right. Uh, at some point in the Muppet movie when the spit with the spinning globe or something like that. And, like, I remember the Crosswords of the World sign from the Muppet movie. So this Which is, is like a two-second part of the Muppet <laughs> movie. That's the weirdest thing to remember ever from that movie. So, Jessica, this is at, this is on the ocean liner Crossroads of the World. Yes. So... Hop aboard. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, We're yeah. pulling up anchor for fun. For so, pop-up shop. Pop-up shops are really popular at this point. Everyone's... Um, I guess I, I don't... I guess I kind of maybe know what it is, but could you explain it in a good way? In a good way? <laughs> yes. In a positive way. You have a way. negative association with I that? do. It's like, Pop- oh, this is the place where I got raped one time. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Well, I mean, I, I know... You talk about it anecdotally like I'm, it's not a big deal. I know it is that, but could you explain Bob maybe... Like, he was really drunk. He was hanging out with Isaac Mitzrahi in <laughs> Times Square. <laughs> They're usually uh, less dangerous yeah. than, than that. But yeah. pop-up shops are uh, any, anywhere from major retailers to um, people who do handcrafts, artists, do a pop-up shop. It's a temporary space and there's a lot of because the economy there's a lot of empty retail space around so instead of letting it sit empty somebody will say hey let me have it for two weeks and there'll be like a doc martin pop-up shop and then because it only lasts for a certain amount of time people get really excited about it and usually you can snag a deal at a pop-up shop and And then it's gone forever this is for snagging a deal and you i mean 
in fairness, you went to a rape pop-up shop, so that was probably your first mistake. Oh, yeah. You got all excited because it was only happening for two weeks. You know, it was just at at a different, at a it similar was. address. I was at, I went to North Crescent Heights, where the uh, rape oh. pop-up shop was. I was looking for South Crescent Heights, oh, where the Crescent Orange Heights, Julius Jordan. pop-up shop and was. For <laughs> Crescent Heights. Yeah. Get it together. I've been using that, you just, that's a coincidence, but I use that road as a... As oh, really? A, oh, you say... I say for Crescent Heights. Heights. That's like something your mom would say when she doesn't want to swear. Specifically, though, just so people don't think that it was just a rape pop-up shop, it was Rape's collaboration with Stella McCartney. Yes! (laughs) Animal friendly. Sure, absolutely. No animals were harmed. Everyone looked beautiful while they were being assaulted. And And slim. I got a a nice bowl of lentils afterwards, though. Which was nice of the rapist. Veggies. Some good, some good veggies. She's not even begun to delve into the complications behind uh, right. how amazing our pop-up shop and art installation is because it, it's so it, it's dense with it's very specific. Yeah, what are some kinds of things I might shop for? It is a specific. Shop? It has a theme, Jordan. Okay, why don't you ask her what the theme is? What's the theme? Our inaugural theme is Santa Fe astronaut. Mm, it sounds good on a microphone. <laughs> wow! Yeah. Say it, say it all together. Santa, Santa Fe astronaut. astronaut. Nice. Wow. So this yeah. is this is. I might go to sleep now. Mm-hmm. You know that's so that's. Sweet. I would call that a non-traditional pop-up shop theme. Absolutely. The whole everything about it everything, is pretty non-traditional. Everything about it is non-traditional. We um, each one we do. We hope to do more of these, and each one we do will have its own own theme. This is our first theme that seemed very natural for for us to pick up on the. Our shop is interesting because it's going to be done up like a home. It's a lot of original art, and our list Wait a of artists are a home. Who's home? The Santa Fe astronauts. <laughs> home. Uh, yeah. uh, so none you of get us to know what that means. So you get to know the Santa Fe astronaut. You get to be the Santa Fe oh. astronaut. You get to try on his silver and turquoise spacesuit. Right, <laughs> God willing. Not colors. I don't know where materials. we're going to conjure that up from. You might get to sl- slip on his moon boots. <laughs> okay, sorry. I just, I just wanted to clear. I just wanted to mention this thing because it's a remarkable endeavor. It sounds like it that they're pursuing. When, and at what? When will this be popping up? From when till when? Uh, it pops up uh, starting on September seventeenth. That's a Friday. Okay. That'll be our opening reception and party. And um, yeah, the idea kind of the idea was born out of us uh, being actually on vacation in France together and sort of get, removing ourselves from our normal lives and, and feel, taking and, a bunch and, of mushrooms and taking a bunch of mushrooms and, and meeting a didgeridooist uh, in the mountains sure. of France. Yeah, there are some mountains there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but n- we, we, we both love kind of vintagey, commerce-y sort of like we, we, I mean, frankly, we love shopping, but, uh, but I, but we kind of get really specific in as like, as far as what we're kind of into at any given time, and uh, and we'll get real excited. So like right about now, it. you're you're only into astronauts. We right? are going to loathe yeah. everything southwestern and oh. everything mm. space and modern related <laughs> once this is over. Just get because it out of your we system. don't. We decided to dive right in. So we actually approached these different artists. A lot of them are either Etsy folks that we knew, or fine artists, painters, graphic designers, sculptors, photographers, friends. friends. Um, people that we knew before and people that we sought out because we were huge fans of theirs. Mm-hmm. 
and um, and presented this idea idea to them and said, uh, we love what you do. We want to do something with a theme, so everything kind of ties together. Everything's going to look like a house. It's all going to be. There's going to be a lot of just one offs where you pick up a pair of salt and pepper shakers that we found somewhere and say, I love these, and you can buy them. Um, would you? would you construct something that whatever Santa Fe astronaut conjures up for you? And uh, shockingly, everyone said, that sounds like a really cool thing to be a part of. So we've started seeing some of the images and some of the paintings that people are doing, and it's awesome. It's super awesome. People have done a lot of this with other geographic location of astronaut, and I think it's really, <laughs> it's a really fresh take. To go when southwestern does, yeah, with an astronaut because it's not what you would expect. It's not the usual space camp astronaut, Camp Canaveral, that Cape Canaveral. I'm sick of it. I'm sick yeah. of it, frankly. People are tired of that stuff. What about what happened? Where does the astronaut go who's pretty sure they also were ad- abducted by aliens? That person lives in Santa Fe. Oh, sure. Yeah. When, it's a rich tapestry. Yeah. So, the shop. Oh, yeah. So, that's, so I said it opens on the, tw- on the 17th. Opens on the 17th through September 25th. It's short, guys. It's short. Get you know what? I'd say it's fleeting. Fleeting. Immerse yourself in it. While you can. Whilst you can. <laughs> so we, uh, we were in France when we'd, ke- when we'd come up with this sort of idea, which allows us to be a part of and do what we do anyway. Um, Sort of in, an, in a we, new we're way. making a bunch of stuff for it, and then we've got all these people who are now we have people jewelers who are making things and textiles and photographers. It's kind of it's it's a little bit out of control in a good way. It's taken over our lives. That sounds really yeah. exciting. It's going to be fun, guys. That's and cool. I, and 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 listeners, when I walked into Jesse Thorne's home, I knew right away he was going to find something he liked when he comes in. Oh yeah. What's think, it going to be? I wonder. Never, I know you've never seen my apartment. Do you think I'll find something I like? No. Okay. No, should no, I won't. come anyways, or should no, I just stay I away? Are you guys okay. gonna I'm worried any... that you're going to have an anxiety attack. Yeah. Uh, when you have your cellular memory kicks in <laughs> to the last pop-up shop experience. Yeah. Are you guys going to have any video games there? Because if there's video games there, this guy's in. What about astronaut ice cream? Oh yeah, sure, absolutely. Okay. Well, I got some. some I got. I got come. to revisit astronaut ice cream recently. I got some as like a promotional. Uh, swag thing for a thing. Don't brag. I know. Yeah, I get a lot of swag. And then I wear it. Um, so you put on your astronaut ice cream. Sure, I put it on my head. Uh-huh. Uh, and it was great. I um, I just interviewed this lady, Mary Roach, for the Sandy Young America. It just came out on the Sandy Young America uh, feed. She has written numerous uh, nonfiction books, humorous science books, uh, about... Uh, <laughs> Her first one was the bestseller Stiff about uh, cadavers, and she wrote one called Boink about sex science. We enjoy her already because she's very niche, and we, and and nobody knows niche now like we do. And she, her latest book is about the science of space travel, and uh, I learned uh, I learned about how uh, astronauts poop and mm-hmm. how they pee and uh, when they throw up and what they eat. I hope this is all in a shuttle and not just in life, because I think <laughs> yeah. it might be made of the same stuff we are. Sure. But You're ap- saying when they're in space. Apparently, in the early days of in the early days of the space program, when they were just in capsules and stuff, the forgive me for I'm uh, we won't get too far into this poop situation. Well, you'll have to listen to the episode cross promotion. But they just they just had to poop in bags. And so their system was, and they just had to do it in front of their crewmates. Oh, no. And so their system was, they would just not go to the bathroom. 
And apparently, one of the so one of the guys a space at one point poop standoff. Yeah, like at one of the. <laughs> I don't know if it's a stare down. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, I, I vaguely remember first. it being Jim Lovell, aka Tom Hanks, uh-huh. that went that went <laughs> that went ten days without <gasps> going to the bathroom because they were so embarrassed to go to the bathroom in front of their coworkers. Oh, there's also a really there's a really great part. She like went through all of the transcripts of all of the conversations with all of the spacemen. And there's a really great part where one of the where one of the astronauts from the mid sixties just goes like just goes, Mission control, I got a real bad case of the farts. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get a lot of joy out of being able to say that. You just gotta over the sp- through space. He said that <laughs> that the technology served that purpose. I got a in real bad moment. case of the fart. You didn't you know, want them to think there was anything wrong with the shuttle. That's true. You <laughs> had to yeah anything that seemed out of out of the norm. No, you you had to announce sound. it. They're like oh there might you're going to be hearing a lot of confusing leak. noise. Sure. You're worried that something's yeah. off gassing. It's sure. not some sort, and it's also not. Alien contact. That's also oh, yeah. that's the quick like go maybe to. That's just like what they communicate via farts. Smell like, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Why do we assume that they would talk like we do? We maybe wouldn't. they communicate with farts. I mean, just something to think about. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> it's Jordan Jesse Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney holding the book Packing for Mars by Mary Roach and very excited about it. Jessica Makinson thrilled. I like this. They're, they're, they're taking the idea of the nickname and flipping it on its head. Mm-hmm. They're reinterpreting it just as they did the pop-up shop. That's right. Um, oh, I'm excited. Jordan, I yes. know that you've been dealing with some major emotional issues sure. over the past 10 days. Let's talk about Jordan. those. Since we, since, we, since we had our show with uh, our friend Mike Schmidt, you've, you've been going through a lot of stuff. Yes. And I want to give you a forum to, uh, to, uh, to air the, those issues that you're having. <clears throat> uh, this is something I kind of just want to open up to the floor. Okay. Um, and just get everybody's take on this. Um, uh, so recently I was uh, – not uh, semi-recently I was traveling for work. And a lot of times when I travel for work, sometimes I will get there uh, ahead of my coworkers. Uh, so I will have this little period of time in some strange place where I don't know anybody. Uh, and my strategy for that has become just find out – just find out where in that city has like their famous burger and just go try and eat that. Smart. And that's like the first the first, you know, all else fails. I'll yeah. usually get there like in the night so I can't do like the historic walking tour or something. Uh, Would you do that if you got there? You know, I have done a few historic walking tours, but I I see your skepticism at that remark. And I would just want to say I acknowledge your skepticism. But yes, I will do a historic walking tour. And to be clear, I sit corrected. He likes to pack light and often for work, he'll be dressed as Benjamin Franklin. (laughs) Yeah. Thanks for painting a better picture than someone has. He doesn't wait. He's got to bring two pairs of breeches anyway. Indeed. It's always a good idea. If you don't, if you want to wear breeches in a major American city and not get beat up, yeah, the the place to be is on historic walking. That's right. Why won't they let me bring my quill on the plane? Huh? (laughs) (laughs) It's not a weapon. It's not like I'm going to kill anybody with it. Well, Uh, I'm not a terrorist. The quill is mightier than the sword, my friend. Yeah. Well, that's an expression. What if you wrote a particularly cruel note to the pilot and he crashed the airplane into the Empire State Building? Or 
<laughs> the poison pen. Sure. The poison pen. Um, Your lacerating wit. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, well, anyway, so So you I, go to the Burger So I place. go to find the face. So anyways, I was in Boston semi-recently, and I, I didn't know anybody. I was, I was, I was without co-worker to hey, Jordan, force to hang out with. What? Did you park your car in Harvard Yard? <laughs> God, shut the fuck Fuck up, dude. Sorry. I am so what? sick of this. Sorry. I am so I sick of this. It's, I don't understand. I, Jesse, this is joke. not your SNL audition tape, okay? <laughs> Stop I'm doing your doing, hilarious Boston character. I'm just doing my signature character. <sighs> can, we, can we just let... That's I my thing. signature character. Yeah, well... Oh, guys. People love that character. They love that character, Jordan. People yeah, love okay. that character. Right. That's I, why maybe people I'm, listen to Jordan Jesse go to hear me say great, cool stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I guess I'm just, uh, I guess I'm just, uh, mad, mad you can't Bostonian. tell your story. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe I'm jealous that, uh, that retarded Chinese guy didn't take off <laughs> like Jesse's. Oh. That was mine. And I felt like this was going to be huge, yeah. but yeah, well, I printed up t-shirts and they're just sitting at my house. So if anybody wants a retarded Chinese guy t-shirt, anyway. <laughs> okay. silence. Uh, so at the burger place. Uh, so yeah, anyway, so I was at the, uh, um, uh, so I was at the burger place. I went to Boston, a Boston famous burger place. I forget the name. Uh, and I just kind of sat at the bar and Mickey uh, D's. Mickey D's. <laughs> I sat at the bar, <laughs> held up one finger. Came a dog in! came in. Hey, New topic. Hey, How cute hey. is the dog? Oh, oh what a poo! And uh, gone. Great. Uh, what were we doing again? <laughs> you were at the burgers. bar at, oh, the, so at anyways, the burger place. Oh, so anyways, I had a nice chat with the bartender. Um, uh, we, you know, we talked about... Uh, the show Cheers. We did. I'm sorry yeah. it took place in Boston. I apologize. Yeah. Uh, yo, really, you know, you can't tell that from walking around Boston. It's not everywhere. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, Cheers You're shit. not saying they don't exploit that cheers to the fullest shit degree? Cheers is not everywhere. I feel like I don't know where the real Cheers bar is because eight bars say Correct. they are the real Cheers bar. It's sort yeah. of like how in New York, every coffee shop is called Central Perk. Sure. It's true. Wait, is that true? <laughs> no, it's not true at all. <laughs> it's not nearly. New York has a its own real stuff yeah you know boston has its own real stuff too but in that one that area that sort of touristy brick yeah i feel yeah. like even just there every street at least has sure, one bar this is the real yeah sure this is cheers yeah uh anyways um that so one, you're talking to the bartender that one bar that pays cliff Clavin <laughs> <to drink laughs> there. um uh, anyways and the guy is a the guy is 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 as bostony a guy as you can imagine well like jesse's character much like jesse's authentic yeah. well well studied character mm-hmm. um but yeah and we, we talked for some reason we were on uh the topic of punk rock bands of the late 80s we both had a lot of opinions about that uh and he was just talking like this just uh just, what are you what are you in town for hey, buddy jordan sorry that's my signature character. I owe you eighty dollars, don't I? <laughs> yeah. Every time I do that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and so I, 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 so I left thinking like I that was that was a that was a nice time. That was a really nice time. We had, and I, I, I'm like, what was so unusual about that? And I, I was realizing to myself, I don't do that ever. I don't engage conversations with uh, the bartenders and the waiters and the cab drivers and the just the random people I encounter in my day. I never chat them up, even if. I feel like they're welcoming it. Like if someone talks to me, I shut it down pretty quick with like a one word answer. <laughs> like that's my, mm-hmm. that's been my MO throughout my life. Uh, and I'm like, why did I, why was I so open to, to talking to this guy? 
like why 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 was I receptive to this on that night? I'm like, oh wait, he had a hilarious voice. Like I, re- <laughs> I had to admit to myself, I just kind of wanted to hear him say hilarious Boston stuff. Uh, but then I also started thinking, like, is this a wrong way to live my life? Just Not shutting, shutting down random people who might want to talk. I mean, I guess my thing is, what am I going to get out of a five minute interaction with? someone i have nothing in common with but i don't know i just wanted to get everybody's Can opinion I do add, you engage yes i want to add a worry to that sure i feel like if i engage them in conversation i'm somehow taking advantage of them because they have to talk to me because they work in the service industry or what have you oh, sure um and that somehow i'm punishing them by making them talk to me yeah maybe mm. they just want to go they may they've got other tables. They've got prep work to do. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to, like, and, but I also want to extend this not just to the service industry, but also you know just like people you encounter. You're in an elevator with somebody or at a crosswalk, like just those times where you might have a brief conversation with someone. Do you do it, and what are the benefits? I guess I'm, I feel is what the, I'm asking. The opposite of what Jesse had said. I feel like somehow I'm going to get taken advantage of. Like, <laughs> like they're going to try and sell you a timeshare yes, if you talk or, to them long or, enough. Or, or they're going to somehow, I, I'm too much of an empath, and somehow I will dive into something about their life that all of a sudden it saps all your energy, <laughs> and then you, you want to help or you want to do something, oh, yeah. and you can't, and... You so feel sort of it like it's sort of like watching The Wire for you. <laughs> <laughs> it becomes like that, and then I'm six hours in, and I can't stop. Yeah, I can understand. What do you think, Janet? How do you feel about oh, it? Oh, I, <clears throat> I engage. Okay, so when and you are... she's nodding because she knows. <laughs> Janet. When we were in France, I spent like two hours on a train while Jessica uh, rested, which was probably the smart thing to do, <laughs> talking, speaking French to this wonderful woman with whom I'm still in touch. Okay, so you maybe try and you've you've forged meaningful relationships out of these brief interactions. Sometimes okay. I really do. I like people. I mean, I I I I don't I don't know. I'm I'm I feel like I'm a weird combination of like cynical, cranky, curmudgeony at times. But at the end of the day, if I look back on my day, chances are I've had somewhat of a conversation with almost everybody, including like you know checkers and i'll tell you what my dry cleaner is the gabbiest guy just ever like he just wants to engage me in an extended conversation and i'm very much of two minds about it on the one hand uh it's really nice to just talk to someone i mean i feel like i honestly feel like in los angeles Living in Los Angeles, I have so little social interaction with anyone. I think that's part of it for me, too. Because there's no, like, public world. Like, there's no walking down the street with other yeah. people also walking down the street at all. Yep. Um, that I definitely sort of hunger for that. But on the other hand, then I'm like, oh, my God, I'm talking to my dry cleaner. I need to leave and do other things. <laughs> well, that, you know, and I will, I'll, I'm going to do an addendum to that, which is the one place I don't talk to people is on airplanes because I don't like being captive in that way, knowing that it's for a long period of time. Yeah. But with, it, with, with something limited, like, and I lived in San Francisco, as you guys did. I did. Um, that's right. You're where did, so you just lived in Santa Cruz? Uh, yeah, yeah okay. I went to college. So, All right, so. but you spent time in San Francisco. Right, I'm, I'm saying this because I'm saying this sure. because because cab drivers in San Francisco are the best cab drivers in the world in terms of everybody's got like an amazing story. A lot of the time, they're wildly intelligent, 
super interesting people, whether they have like great conspiracy theories or they can talk for hours about jazz. And if you've got 15 minutes in the car with one of those guys, I tend to like, you know, just by it just becomes like habit because you've had so many good experiences just learning about someone's kooky world. So do then, you wait? Do you wait for the invitation? Like, hey, you know, usually, you know, usually, I'm very open. Really getting in, I'm right. like, hey, how's it going? How's your shift going? Sure. And then, and then, if and then, if there's a conversation, there's a conversation. I've heard people say maybe aliens wrote the Bible. What do you think? Like, really? I bait don't. Them? <laughs> do you bait them? <laughs> no, I want to know what where their head is. Okay. At any given time. But if it's a long and, – and that's the other thing is I feel very, very comfortable cutting something off the second I need to leave. Like there's no part of me that feels like I'm beholden at a certain point. I'm so comfortable being like – like if it were – my dry cleaner is a talkative also. It's very easy for me to be like, that's great. I got to go. I'll see you, Bob. <laughs> so you know – but you have, you have that skill because you know when it's time to get back to – uh, you can count on me, or what is the whatever movie they run on? That was a really bad example of a movie they would run on dinner in a movie. You can count on me. You're you're Short making you, you've decided to make this quality I have about my your television job. career. Good work because you you know how to work you know how to work a clock. That's right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I know how to you work know a when clock. the segment's got to end. That's right. I'm a workhorse. Yeah, I get you know, I I want just to back to and I, I really appreciate your policy of no plain talk. And here's the plain talk time to me that is maybe the most awkward time in my life is when you've started up some sort of little gab with someone on the plane, but also if it's a long plane plane ride, I'm looking forward to putting on my headphones. Correct. Watching You Can Count on Me on DVD. Uh. Uh, opening a book, opening watching a magazine. your DVD, your homemade DVD of the dinner and a movie interpretation of right. You Can Count on Me with the bumpers. You'll never and watch it the same yeah. way again. Making <laughs> making their famous Mark Ruffalo Rice. That's right. <laughs> anyway, um, uh, but, but there's emotionally that. stunted asparagus. Sure. Um, but yeah, but I kind of look forward to that plain time of book and magazine me reading, too. and I'm like, do I have to signal them if I'm ready to start reading? Like, well, that was nice talking about your kid who wants to be a musician. Now I want to read this magazine. Like, do you have to, do you have to let them know you're disengaging? And that's what I hate. I'm like, I don't no. I have no problem. With yeah. It. Just so just, you just you start just, reading. Oh, if I, or have, you'll a, if say, I, if I have a quick done. word with someone up top, I'm so comfortable because I want to have the moment where yeah. if we hit a lot of turbulence and I'm going to go, di- I'm going to die. I feel like I'm going to die. Wanna I want to have someone that I've them. sort of, yeah, I want to be able to tell someone I love them and really mean oh, it. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. Really mean <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know what I mean? Good, but I have policy. no problem being like, oh, you're going to go where's visit your grandson. That's so great. Um, I'm so excited to read this book, and I haven't had a chance to yet, so I'm going to chill out. I mean, I don't even I, – I just doesn't – I don't have a problem wow, with that. Wow, you sound like a really confident person. No, I'm a, I'm a very unhappy, very broken person. Okay. It's all a show. Sure. It's all like okay. work in retail. Yeah. And, I just I, – I'm sorry, but you were nice, and I – this, and I – maybe I'll go to the bathroom to buffer it. I feel like, like I have had that's a good. That's actually that's a great reset. technique. Anyway. I feel like I've had like three plane interactions in the past four years that got extended, and they were all basically this: them saying, "So, why are you headed to blah blah blah? Oh, for work. 
Oh, what do you do? Mm. No. I'm no. a public... I hate those. I won't I'm have, a public radio that. host. And no. then they say, oh, who have you had on your no, show? No, no. And then I just list No, every then you're the, their entertainment. That's different. That's, I know. That's well, that's what news. happens. Every you guys don't have to fucking it. explain what Fuel TV is to people. <laughs> so. But I have to explain who... I have to explain who the quote-unquote famous people that have been on my show are. You don't have to explain. You don't know anybody anything. You don't. Just say Tom Cruise. But if I don't explain that... They're just going to want to talk about Jesus. They're reading a large print Jesus oh. book right then. That's what headphones are for, though. Then you're like, oh, I'm so tired. That's when you Forgive tell them me. you work for atheism.com. <laughs> and you never know, they're done though. with you. No, then they that, might, be that like, might make it worse. Oh, I got myself somebody I got to convert. I don't know if I Double feel. time. Is it a black woman? <laughs> no, that was a uh, shrill southern Christian woman. Oh. That's one of your famous characters, right, Jen? Shrill southern Christian woman. Yeah. And it's very specific. She only responds to people who work for atheism.com. Hey, what if she was stuck in an elevator with hilarious Boston guy? What might that sound like? Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> you could, I mean, if you want to. Uh, Have a God. Jesus. Oh, man, hilarious. Yep. I know. It's, like it's a short Jet- elevator ride. <laughs> it's like when the Jetsons met the Flintstones. It was like half a floor, and then they both got off. <laughs> One thing about talking to strangers before we probably stop talking about this. they all, No, uh, no, we're going to do another 20 minutes on <laughs> this. So people, people in, in different down. cities, talking to people, that's how you know where to go to eat. That's probably how you found your burger place, no, the your best place I, in town. Your, your iPhone use, tells you that. Yeah, I used the Yelp, oh, really? Yelp a quick, app. A quick, search of, a quick search of Chowhound tells you where you're going to go eat. I'll tell you what. When we travel together, which we do quite a bit, mm-hmm. we have we actually, Jessica has, a, for all of this talk about shutting <laughs> oh, off yeah. to strangers, she has got a character that is not a character. It's just her doing something. But she's like, I think I'm going to have to get Asky Makinson. And Asky Makinson will go and ask anyone anything about whatever piece of about- information we Need. about anything where should we go for blah 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 or like we need to find such and such where's the tube station yeah i'll absolutely. get i'll get ascii makers yeah ascii makers is so you very have a, useful. you have an alternate personality that yes. does your I, stranger I interaction really feel like it's it's a switch i have to make yeah <laughs> like i can't I, I enjoy that very much i have to decide i'm ascii yeah I don't know. It's I kind of feel like I kind of feel like i can't give you too much credit for that because i feel like both makersons are a pretty lady that nobody's going to be annoyed with talking to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you and there might be going, things we take for granted in dudes, that regard. We're dudes. It's a, I think it's a different story. And I smell. So, <laughs> I mean, I've got that going against you. Oh, got on a nice true. collared right, shirt, pe- though. People don't like to talk to well-dressed. Yeah. Caucasian males don't act like you have it hard. People are it's true. People are people are people are reacting. I mean, in Jordan's case, certainly, who wouldn't want to talk to one of the founding fathers? In <laughs> yeah. those breaches, yeah. Oh. Ask him why he's carrying that knife. Yeah, see, Which I usually am. Do you feel like you have a you have a strategy moving forward, Jordan? I don't. Oh, here's the thing. It's like I don't. I'm not. It's not. It's not that I'm necessarily uncomfortable with the idea of engaging a stranger it's just kind of a what am i getting from this it's kind of maybe even kind of selfish it's like i'm going to expound some energy here what's the benefit and i just maybe kind of want to know the benefits and i like yeah i like crazy conspiracy theory getting to hear one of those uh getting to hear someone talk in a weird accent that i think is weird Mm -hmm. Uh, those are benefits but yeah I, i guess i'm just kind of it's a it's a it's a energy benefit analysis that I'm doing right now. I know what you mean because a lot of times, especially when you're in a new place, uh, and especially when it's sort of like you have to be there rather than you're there to have fun and have an adventure, 
uh, you really just want to like shut down as many variables as possible. So all you have to worry about is whatever bullshit you have to take care of. Sure. You know what I mean? I, I totally know what you mean in, in that department. I agree with that. Yeah, so I, maybe this is something we could we can open up if maybe people want to call the voicemail. Uh, maybe give some benefits to uh, engaging the waiters and the cab drivers of the world. At 206-984-4-FUN. 206-984-4-FUN. There you go. You have a phone number. Um, people, get, people are always asking us why we have a 206 number. Because that's what the free voicemail service is. It's not because we live in Seattle. I just want to let people know because I get about three emails a week on that subject. Yeah, so stop asking me if I want to go to a Mariners game. (laughs) (laughs) God, I get that like fucking twice a week. We'll be back in just a second. I'm Jordan Jesse. Go. It's Jordan Jesse. Go. I am Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Janet Varney. Jessica Makinson, present. She's got the one word. It's punchy every time. (laughs) Sure. Yep. I like it. I'm on board with it. I was walking uh, Coco with my beloved wife, Teresa, the other night. And we walked through these hills here in uh, Silver Lake in Los Angeles, California. That's in Southern California. But you have a 206 area code. God damn it! I know. Um, it's infuriating. And I was walk- we were walking the dog, and you- it's often the streets are often deserted here in here in Los Angeles is Silver Lake, except for the occasional car that's driving way too fast around a blind curve. Correct. Um, and we were we were up on this we were up on the, sort of the top of this hill at this corner, and comes tearing through this stop sign. Are is this guy, two guys, and one lady uh, on two motorcycles, um, and they're like it's nighttime. It's maybe like ten o'clock at night. And they're riding like small dirt bikes. Um, the they don't have any lights on them or anything. Oh, good. Like they're just like like it's the kind of bike that you that's probably only legal to ride on uh, you know like on a farm in West Virginia. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like it just goes. Yeah, it's like yeah. Um, and, uh, they're like, they're like not wearing helmets and also they're just really dumb and lame. They're like so lame that you just can't believe you're just like, and they're driving through, they're riding through the hills of Silver Lake. You're like, who are these people and what are they doing? Like, what is their deal? And I have to admit both me and Teresa, who is a much better person than I am. (laughs) Uh, sort of laughed at them a little bit. Like, just laughed at them a little bit. Because they were fucking ridiculous. These people were totally ridiculous. They were wearing, you know, like, you know, Ed Hardy trucker hats and just and riding around at night. And, like, it was, it was the combination of the sort of arrogance of doing this mm-hmm. weird, dangerous thing and the sort of patheticness of the fact that they were, like, three-quarter size bikes. Uh-huh. And <laughs> they only had two of them for three people. <sighs> I always and feel that about the lowrider bike when I see those. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I, I get that this is a tough guy thing, but it's so silly. It's funny. Anyway. Yeah, I know I understand exactly what you mean, but these were not fearsome cholos. Sure. Uh, these, they can't back it up with... Yeah, these were doofuses mm-hmm. of the First Order that would be like minor characters on Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm. Oh, my. And uh, so anyway, they drive off into the night. 
and we continue to walk the dogs. And about five minutes later, we're walking up a nearby street, and we see them sort of ahead of us, parking their parking their motorbikes in a garage. And again, we I have to admit that we sort of laughed at them a little bit mm-hmm. because they were so dumb and lame. They were just <laughs> epically dumb and lame. Well, did you could you and hear anything they were saying to each other or anything like that? I did hear one thing that they were saying to each other um, as we walked past, as we were maybe fifteen or twenty feet past. I just heard one of the dudes say to the ladies, "Hey, haters gonna hate." <laughs> I can't believe I set you up for that without even knowing <laughs> wow. that that's what was happening. Yeah. These were wow. whites, by the way. I want to be clear that yeah. these were whites that yeah. said this. Rough and tough, though. Pretty oh rough God. and tough. What are these people doing? Oh, no. Haters going hate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. Who are these people? <laughs> they, you, you, now, this is... This, they, are the, they are the hated. Oh. This, this yeah. sounds like, now, if I'm... If I'm uh, if I'm if I have a grasp on your area, do you think uh, <laughs> your male area, <laughs> the area you live in? If I have a grasp on the area you live in, uh, do you think this is these are the wealthy the the twenty something layabout children of wealthy producers? I, they were like they were even they were almost too lame to even be that like they didn't even seem like legitimate rich assholes they seem like pretenders to the rich asshole throne okay you know what i mean like if you were to maybe assign these people a job what would it be i would i would say um i would say one person cell phone store. <laughs> oh, I don't know how you're going to top that. Yeah. I yeah. Well, I mean, I would say that's gorgeous. That's I would easy to say maybe one person works at a production company that is trying but failing to to, to produce reality television shows. Good one. And, Solid, Jesse. And one person is a a a, a VIP host at a nightclub. God, that is really good. Well. It's clear you're jealous. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm hating. Hate, what can I say? Yeah. Uh, you know what I love is the sort of hippie sensibility implied in that, that idea of like, hey, live and let live. Like that like they're sure. peaceable spiritual people who are just following their bliss. It's yeah. not like And they're haters, good, nice people. It wasn't like haters gonna <clears throat> get punched by me. Yeah. It was just like it let was them very be. it was it was yeah, it was pretty yeah. sort of uh Dalai Lama ish. Sure. Yeah, it was, it reminded me of that one uh, Queen Latifah flavor unit video where they go, there they go again, them haters. And then the whole video is, is just a montage of various famous people that Queen Latifah knows brushing the hate off their shoulders. Yeah. And uh, I just imagined them just in the montage with the various rappers that signed to Queen Latifah's <laughs> label in 1995, uh, you yep, know, yep. like long after her relevance had faded. Oh, Queen. Yeah. Before her second renaissance. I was going to say, she's, yeah. uh, she's doing great. Sure. Hey, I got nothing against Queen Latifah, but if you want to talk about the white guy in the flavor unit that she signed <laughs> in 1996, yeah, that's Duly kind noted. of a sorry scene. Duly noted. That's kind of a sorry scene. She was not the hip-hop mogul that hate she aspired to be. Hate is going to hate. They're going to hate. It's true. How many cover girl contracts do you have? Oh, that's a good point. Mm. 
I shouldn't hate. I don't hate Latifah. Do you think they heard your? Uh, do you think they heard, I or at least know. were aware they of your you, hipster you, scoffing, yeah. and that's what they were talking about? That you yeah, I think the at fact them. that I was scoffing at them. They might. This might be something they get a lot. Might be something they might get snickered at as they're. Based on your description, I can't imagine, because there are plenty of people in Silver Lake who would behave much more arrogantly in opposition to what they were doing than you guys kind of quietly chuckling to yourself. There are plenty of people in this neighborhood that would be like, oh my God. One of the remarkable things. And they're wearing a, they're also wearing a tank top that goes down to their mid back. The side of the tank top goes down. A man or a woman? Oh, 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 the gender unimportant. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can't wear Ed Hardy on the east side. It's it's a death wish. I think. One of I think the, so too. I mean, one of the amazing things about Silver Lake, in my mind, as a resident of Silver Lake, is just that the spectrum goes so goes so far over towards that. Like I feel like like if I'm in some other fa- place famous for being populated by hipsters, like Williamsburg or something mm-hmm. like that. Like I feel like it's it's a pretty consistent cultural tone. There's either those people or there's to some extent normal people. Right. Um, but I feel like here in Los Angeles, in, in Silver Lake specifically, I feel like there could be someone. Like when I go to the dog park, there's sort of like a I could at any moment see like a catalog model slash aspiring actress. Yep. Who is wearing an Ed Hardy hat. And yeah. has a tiny dog and thinks of herself as a hipster. Right. Because she went to a Black Rebel Motorcycle Club show or something like that. I don't know what it would be that would make her. But the, but the spectrum is there's every percentile mm-hmm. is represented uh, between hipster and, and just general douche. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's amazing. It's an amazing place for that because I feel like elsewhere in the world, it's just it's a binary. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe it's just more symptomatic of that 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 hipstery fashion we're talking about is now just normal fashion, and also that hipster like being a, a or silver like be, hipster like silver like being a hipster <laughs> place kind of isn't a thing anymore? Is it now just where a younger person in L.A. moves? Yeah, I it, think that maybe maybe it's reputa- maybe it's it's hipster status is maybe maybe. Five years removed. And I, would, now it's, I would agree with that also. And I think yeah. people still talk about it, but it's not true. It's like a regentrification. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. They re <laughs> retook it back. But also, I feel like every. Like the, yeah, the, we, I think, think we about, lost that. We lost that to. We lost that sort of trophy to downtown for a while, kind yeah, of, and that's sort of sure. still we about where living in lofts a where people bit. move into Echo Park, but then they only go party downtown. Like maybe sure. the people that used to do that's, that here and Silver. I don't. I, don't, I went yeah. to. I don't, I don't know. know. I went doing. to. I went to a party downtown, and when I was walking around, uh, was walking back to my car afterwards, I seriously felt like I was in maybe like. Washington D.C., like, like you know, at like an intern bar. No, like, yeah. The yeah. hip, the hipness. I would, as I would, I would have described if on a scale of one to a hundred <laughs> at about seven. Yeah, I think that that depends on where you are too, and downtown and where. I don't know. I don't know. Right? I don't so go out I, at all. Look, I never go out or do anything there, social. If there you is, would know better than I would. If there is a take home for all of this, sure. Um, I think it is that haters gonna hate. Gone. Haters gonna, gonna hate. hate. Yeah. Um, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jessica. Love, 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 love. 
It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jessica Makinson, I just wanted to shake it up a little bit. Wow. Now I have nothing. <laughs> I should have said Jessica Makinson, well, something clever, but I don't have those. up. Um, Jordan, it's been, it's been so long since we've taken telephone calls. I happen to have these telephone calls with me here. I'm going to be honest with you. My computer bit the dust, sure. and it took with it the track list for these, tele- to these telephone calls. So this is just a grab bag. So who fucking knows what yeah. we're going to get? Ooh, wow. that's better. Um, and also, because we're not recording in multi-track this week, I'm mixing the show live. I'm probably doing a bad job. I apologize if some people's voices are lower than others. But uh, we're going to just see what volume these telephone calls come out at. <laughs> that's part of the game. I'm guessing uncomfortably loud. <laughs> yep. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, guest. This is Jordan from Bloomington, Illinois, and I want to speak on the topic of movies that I love that aren't as popular as I'd like. And uh, the movie I want to say is Mystery Men. This is. Do we play that? We played that last time. Yeah, we were mean to him. Oh, I know what we didn't do. We did that, but we didn't do momentous occasions, right? I think so. Okay, well, we're we're just making it happen. Well, <laughs> however, we can. this guy liked Mystery Men. We said he was wrong. Okay, yeah, we said that it had some good stuff in it, hey, but it was Jordan, bad overall. Go. This is Elizabeth in Washington, and I was calling with an action item about um, overlooked movies. Oh Christ! This is a disaster already. Did you play that one also? I don't know. Hi, my name is hey, Tina. Jordan, oh. David from Milwaukee. Yeah. Fake uh, call. Just Make call. Momentification. And if for some reason you actually are listening to this, Jordan, please tune out now. <gasps> Jordan, you ready? Yep. Tuned out? Well, should I just go somewhere else in the house? I, here's the thing. If callers, if you want to control whether Jordan is tuned in or tuned out, the only thing you really have to say is you have to ask him to tune in. Sure. You don't have to ask. Yeah, I'm, pretty, yeah, I'm pretty regularly tuned. As, as a Status rule, quo I is... am tuned out. Yeah. Uh, I just went to the Wisconsin State Fair today and got to go to the bunny barn and saw almost 200 different bu- different bunnies, got to see Netherland Dwarfs, oh. and for the first time in my life, I got to see an English lop in person, and it was oh. incredibly in cute. It was like a bunny calendar in person. Have a great oh. day, and Jordan, I'm so sorry. I'll tell you what the lop is. You want to talk about Holland lops. When you're talking lops, you want to talk about Holland lops. That's what you want to do. Oh, my goodness. That's, That's what a you, right you just want to do. This, and I guess this guy, this guy is kind of alluding to an old annoyance I have uh, where, uh, and it's been a while, but for a while, a regular segment on the show uh, was Jesse describing a new page in his bunny calendar. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not necessarily <laughs> against talking about bunnies. It's your personal bunny calendar that well, I feel is a non-topic for entertainment. <laughs> if we're making an entertainment show, Jordan, for people, I've that got, seems just like a non. I've got great news for you, Jordan. Yes. Um, a lot of people have been emailing me lately. No, they haven't. This, uh, this, uh, already alive. Lots of people <laughs> already been, alive. Lots of people have been emailing me lately about bunny hopping contests. Now, hmm. I know what you guys are thinking. This is just a dance contest where people do the bunny hop. Oh, I, that's not um, all what I was thinking. <laughs> no. This is a contest that is essentially bunny rabbit steeplechase. It is a real thing, and I insist... 
that you type it into YouTube. Are they chasing a carrot, a motorized carrot? <laughs> because that, no, but uh, but their owners their owners hold them on little leech- leashes, and if they don't jump over something that they were supposed to jump over, they make little noises like, <gasps> and they they like make their bunny sit, and then they go, <laughs> and then they go, and then they jump over. No. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, I love it. Bunny hopping contest. I think I thought bunnies were safe from being further controlled by their owners. Yeah, a la like, horses sure. and pigs and dogs and because even cats. they're so that stupid. Bunnies were Maybe as bunnies were just. I think I thought that someone who would want to have a bunny wouldn't be preoccupied with controlling it and sure. training it and making what it do stuff. Like, I think they're a mentally you, challenged you a, child well, who you want to teach very about cute. responsibility. What? I will be the first to say bunnies are incredibly cute, but sure. all you want to do is just sort of pet them and watch their little uh, noses twitch. Why would yeah, you wanna... spoken like somebody who's never seen a bunny hopping I guess contest. not. I guess oh not. Oh my goodness gracious, these little bunnies. It reminded me, you know what it reminded me of? Hmm. It reminded me of my own Holland Lop uh, when I was a child, Miss Bunny, and how she hmm. used to do this little hop where she would kick her legs out to the side when she jumped up in the air. And it was just the most adorable thing, Jordan. I can't even begin to tell you. Oh, Miss Bunny. That was nice. I mean, Harold, he was a really cute bunny, too. But uh, I think the moral of the story is you should type in YouTube.com to your computer, and then in the little box there, type bunny hopping contest or rabbit hopping contest, and just see what the Internet has to offer you, because there's a lot of joy ahead of you in your life. Tempted to bring up, I don't want to get on a, a YouTube tangent, but the the lamb in the house, oh the jumping yeah, yeah, lamb, lamb in the, the house, house is great. I can't, I can't stop thinking about it. it, even when it's not <laughs> and around. It's, and it's and it doesn't really require for for people who haven't seen the video, it doesn't really require more description than that. It's just this <laughs> lamb that's in someone's house, and they're filming it, and he's bounding. He's it's shot in a hallway, and he's bounding from one door to another, so it's shot long ways. The lamb touches down once <laughs> in the hallway and is gone again. Like a cartoon, I guess. Like a That's cartoon. amazing. I, I haven't seen it. I am, I've, I've recently begun to do these segments on this IFC show where I'm the guy who picks web videos, and it occurred to me very quickly that as much as I am somehow like almost morally opposed to most quote-unquote viral videos, sure. the exceptions that I make are little animals doing cute things and little children doing cute things. <laughs> yeah. Guys, uh, I just want to tip you off. I don't think this is uh, past the million mark yet. I think this is new. Kitten riding a turtle. <laughs> <laughs> just check it out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so. Okay, let's go to another momentous occasion. <laughs> Hi, Jordan Jesse Go. I've been wanting to play drums for a long time, and I finally just got my first set. So let me present to you a momentous occasion. I call it Maiden Voyage. Oh, no, everything <laughs> fell out of his kitchen I know. cabinets. I was going to say, if he doesn't get back on the yeah. phone, he's seriously injured himself. <laughs> yeah, he, we may have just heard him murder. <laughs> oh, that's the kind of creativity that I want to see in future momentous occasions. Yeah, but do it with something you're good at, man. You know, you're no good at those drums. He just got his first set. He should have some natural I talent if he's going to he wanted to share that with it. you guys. Jordan, not everyone is Sheila E. Sure. Oh. <laughs> 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 so true. 
Hi, this is Brandy from Coos Bay, Oregon. I'm calling with a momentous occasion. My 1993 Subaru Legacy Wagon just rolled over to 300,000 miles. Thank you. Dang, right? See, yeah. that's just an old school... A Subaru mom- in Oregon. <laughs> that's just an old school momentous occasion. Sure. That's an amazing thing that happened that we've never heard before. Nobody's ever called in to say 300,000 miles. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. lot. You're not that reinventing the lot. wheel, but uh, it's solid. That, how old is that car? I don't know. I remember... 1993, my, didn't she say, My right? dad hit 100,000, and I thought that was like the most a car could go <laughs> for, for a while. Yeah. That's it's great. certainly a lot more than I can go. Well... Mm-hmm. Would you walk 500 miles, though, Jesse? Mm. <laughs> apologize. I apologize. Yeah. Let's try not to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Hi, Jordan, Jesse Go. This is Matthew calling from Canada with a momentous occasion. Uh, on my way to work today, I was uh, involved in an attempted mugging with a group of 12-year-olds. And I was just walking away from them, telling them to go away, because, you know, they were 12. And I'm... Not a tough guy, but I'm six two. I'm twenty. He sounds like I'm a doing tough all right. guy. Yeah. Uh, and that was going pretty well, just backing away from them, telling them to go away, until one of them pulled an axe on me. <laughs> Yay! And yeah, so that went well. Although I got away unharmed and with all of my stuff, so momentous. What's amazing is, once the kid pulls the axe, that's when the story ends, except for the coda is that he was fine. He didn't have to give up anything to the kid with the axe. Yeah, what did you do to get away from it? Again, also, I think this is a momentous you know occasion what? that's front-loaded and in the wrong way. And it happened in Canada. Well, and I mean, maybe that's the answer. Well, they have a rich logging tradition up here, the, up there. That's what mm-hmm. I thought. This was like just his father's logging axe. Another question. Where did the twelve-year-old have this axe concealed? He said he didn't see it. I know. Yeah, they were the other he... guys were crowding around him. To hide the axe, hide the axe, and then, they, <laughs> and then the children parted, and the guy with the axe appeared. They were hiding it in a bouquet of flowers, <laughs> and they just thought, or oh. balloons. Yeah, or balloons. What? Oh. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, Go. This is Neil with a quick story about what just happened on a conference call at work. Uh, one of my coworkers who was on the call with me said, "Oh my God, snake!" And we asked her what was going on. She said, there's a snake here. My cat brought it in. She dropped it in my lap. It's all called up. It's got a blue stripe. It's still alive. I got to go get rid of a snake. So uh, that was about the most fun I've had in a meeting in a long time. Thought I'd tell you. Bye. I think, oh, my God, snake is just a great thing to yell. Sure. Especially on a conference call, you probably just want to get off of. Am I right? Yeah, Uh-oh. right. It's a good made-up story. Get back story. to playing Uh-oh. Minesweeper. I know this sounds crazy, but uh, snake. Sure. Oh, snake. And then you just hang up the phone. Yeah, nobody will. Nobody will. Because uh, didn't she sound overly defensive describing it? Like it's uh, your cat drops a snake in your lap and it's curled up already. It's curled up and it's got a blue stripe. I'm definitely telling the truth. <laughs> I, I just not, need to. I, I just need to, leave, to get off the call now. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I trust you guys to make the right decisions about the company. Like, Jordan, do you remember that prank the dean <laughs> sketch that I wrote that one time? And I used wrote very loosely. Where it was just going to be me and Jim on stage <laughs> packing a car for a camping trip, and we'd be like sleeping bags. Yeah, sleeping bags. Uh, Coleman stove. Yeah, Coleman stove. Cougar. Ah, cougar! Yes. <laughs> I just like the idea of just not noticing that there's a horrible animal there and then yelling it. That's the funniest thing in the world to me. I hate to do this, but when you get a no, shot no. and it doesn't have to be on the air, 
I'd like a Where Are They Now with the rest of Prank the Dean because I haven't seen anybody except you guys. Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, Prank the Dean, I guess, for people is our college sketch comedy group that we were in with a few we're friends. post-college and, uh, sketch comedy They were group. charming and very funny and, and performed uh, it there. Yes, yeah, sure. We've done things with Janet's old sketch group. And yes, sure. Prank the Dean update. Appreciate maybe, that. Maybe off mic. Sounds good. Off microphone. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Goat. This is Dan calling from Toronto with a momentous occasion. Um, I just saved a lost dog that was running around aimlessly in Toronto, Chinatown. Uh, I have since taken him on. Obviously, if he's microchipped, we're going to find the owners. But if not, um, I am finally ready to settle down and take care of a lovely little animal. He doesn't have a name yet. Maybe you guys have some suggestions. I'm thinking something either kind of related to avant-garde cinema or jazz. But, uh, you know, something ridiculous would work, too. Coleman Hawkins. I got one. I got one. Hold on. In Canada, right? Yeah. In honor of our last call, why don't we name the dog Battleaxe? <gasps> oh, that's good. That's pretty good. But, wait exactly. but not worth change. honoring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We won't do it. No, this guy has <laughs> not, to name it. Not a dog life forever. Yeah. Good for him. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Go. This is Dan calling from Toronto with a momentous occasion. I called you last night about a dog that I had saved from running around. I was thinking of uh, asking you guys for a name. I named it Tetro. Well, after I posted some pictures and stuff on the Humane Society website, its owners called me up. I dropped it off. And then, at the cheerful moment of reunion, this girl reaches into her wallet and gives me two $50 bills. So responsibility, uh, altruistic behavior, cash money. Bye, guys. Keep it up. He shouldn't have taken the money. You do a good Lesson thing. Lesson to... learned. He learned but, I mean, I that he was more person... excited about the money than finding the dog. That he I think gonna... the person, like, I think you mean that under, you have to, it may, probably makes the person giving the money feel good to like, you know, they feel like, they feel like they're rewarding someone. I don't know. I think, it's I think nice it would be rude to, to turn it down. They're it's sick nice and tired of being I burdened think, by I money. I don't think it would yeah. be rude to turn down. I think you do a good thing to do a good thing. I would never accept money from a person if I returned their Jordan, dog. Jordan, just to clarify, you're saying he took the money because he thought it would make the other person feel bad if he didn't. So no, he really I mean, took a bullet on that one. No, I, I you know, if you, I, I mean, say maybe, you know, give it to the Humane Society, maybe give it to your local animal shelter. But I don't know. I feel like if someone's offering, I don't know. Is that rude to say? No, I don't. Now, let's say someone lost a parrot named Lola. So a right. Sure. African parrot. <laughs> and there was a $2,000 reward and billboards all over everywhere. And also, they had hired bloodhounds and a psychic. Mm-hmm. Then you found that parrot. What would you do? I still wouldn't accept the money. I think when you find a parrot that special, you move out of the country with the parrot, and it's yeah. just you, you and the parrot. You start a new life. And then on. You start a new life. You, you the, hold on to that treasure. In, the, well, in South America. My friends, I have a Lola update. Okay. This is something we were talking about a few weeks ago oh. on the show, too. Apparently, there's a, <clears throat> there's a giant... Uh, not manhunt, but parrot hunt going on for someone's pet parrot, and they're putting all sorts of advertising into it. Anyways. The parrot has been located. Oh, good. (gasps) It alighted upon the deck of a couple in their 70s -hmm. who thought it was lovely and took it in. Then, later, they discovered that it was a missing parrot and returned it. But they loved it so much that rather than accept the cash reward... They allowed the owner of Lola the parrot to buy them a parrot in turn. That's what we're talking about. 
a beautiful story with a beautiful ending. The best things about what make us human. Really? Look what we can do, everybody. Uh, I like the bees. Gizzards. (laughs) Uh, I had a... Oh, are you doing... No, no, I want to hear what you have to say, Jessica. My uncle... The last thing I want to do is cut you off. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle had an African gray parrot that came from... He was a police officer for many years. And the had, parrot was? Yep. Was oh, did he have forest. a little hat? I heard you say. Did he he was have on a the I apologize. Uh, the parrot came from a drug bust, and they kept the parrot around. Ah, the, you the, have the right to remain <laughs> silent. The office, it's worse than that. They they kept it around because it kept spitting out information <gasps> about the people. And, no. Yeah, and then uh, it had a filthy mouth. It, um, its name was Cooter. <laughs> And um, <laughs> it would say, <laughs> that's Fantastic not what's filthy about it, but can, can we say yeah. that words on, on this? Um, it I would insist. Say, Cooter is a shit bird. <gasps> oh! Like talking badly about it. Yeah. Oh. And it, it also said the F word and stuff like that. But I Wait, can't believe What kind of information was opposite it saying affirmations. they were using to book people? Well, they, they sort of kept it around to see if it would say anything about I don't know that's the like details, right out of Twin Peaks that is I'm sure. sorry I know that's not a topical reference but on that show there was a bird that is helped that not, Agent Cooper not, solve is that not uh, topical? a mystery is this not 1987 I'm afraid it's not mm. you know is that admissible it? in court parrot parrot chatter well you know what my motto is I guarantee you there is like... someone listening who's going to listen to this podcast who will appreciate a Twin Peaks reference Janet our sure. motto when it comes to topicality is don't worry be happy <laughs> that is fresh and topical. I'd like to hear a song about that. <laughs> That's it. All right. We'll oh, be back in just a second. Grab bag. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Jana Varney, guest. Jessica Makinson, guessing. <laughs> You guys, I'm man, you are five for five. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. Congratulations. Very much. Um, I have some important news about Jay Ricey. Uh, now I know what people are saying. What is Jay Ricey? Sure, <laughs> Jordan. Uh, for those who may not have heard the episode, and for you too, um, I was recently, you know, contacted on Twitter by someone named Spider Man Two Two Three. At Spider Man two two three, and uh, you know, I, I I have a lot. I get I get a fair amount of ats per day, um, and didn't really think much of it uh, until I got another one from Spider Man two two three that said, "Go hump your dick, pussy." Backslash. I've heard about this. I should, uh, and I was. I thought to myself, I should look into this, and I found a Twitter stream from uh, a young person. We presume a, a person who represents themselves as a young person. Yes. Uh, their tagline is, I'm hanging out at my own house being cool. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, I'm 13 at my own house being cool. Excuse me. Yeah. I'm 13 at my own house being cool is their <laughs> Twitter line. At my own house. My own house. Clearly an emancipated minor. Uh, yeah. House is spelled wrong. Also something to know. Is it just but, spelled H-A-U-S? <laughs> yeah, on. right. Pancake house. Right, yeah, yeah. Spider-Man 223 has corrected the spelling of house. Oh, excuse me. Was, how was it spelled? Uh, H-O-W-S-E. Uh-oh. You know. Uh, what did he tell you to do? I'm sorry to make you repeat, but no, no, uh, I wanted you go, to hump your own Yeah, dick. go hump my dick pussy. I don't know if he was calling me a pussy or if he thought I had some sort of hybrid sexual organ. Hmm. 
Uh, and I don't know what the backslash was from. I'm guessing just careless typing. Perhaps. Uh, anyway, so we we really liked his Twitter stream, which uh, had a lot of profanity and a lot of um, mean <laughs> things to Chris Brown, asking him if he was a rapist. Uh, anyway, so we thought we should we should make this guy, this person. The next big Twitter celebrity, and, uh, and our goal was to get them to a thousand followers. Now, before we get to that, I want to mention that that uh, your paramour, Chris Hardwick, is yes. one of the very isn't few... paramour uh, secret love. Is it secret? Thanks this... a lot. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah, it's out. It may be. I'm going to look up Paramore just in case. I I don't want to. It's probably going to be the uh, the band. It's probably going to uh, come up Here's first. a tidbit that no one will care it's, about. It's except a lover, I feel like Jesse Thorne might. It's okay. a lover, especially one in an adulterous relationship. You okay. live very close to a mansion, an old 1920s Hollywood mansion, a la Crossroads of the World, that whose name is Par- the Paramore. And a lot of bands record albums there. Oh, Ooh. thank you. Sure. Okay, so... Let's go over there and see. Uh, Thank you, Biz. Your sweetheart, I will say, Chris Hardwick, is one of the few people that Spider-Man 223 follows. Jordan Morris is one? Yeah, it's basically... It's, it's Chris Hardwick, me, Chris Brown, Mariah Carey, and then some sort of Justin <laughs> Bieber fan stream. I could have told you that grouping. Yeah, well, right, I know. That's pretty tradish. Uh-huh. Also, T-Pain. T-Pain. Um, and Ashley Bieber, who I'm guessing is a Bieber-related person. Or do they change their last name to Bieber to to mark their solidarity with Justin Bieber? Solidarity. Maybe it's like a Ramones thing. Maybe his. I feel like maybe this person is actually not a young person, is a very intelligent person posing as an idiot. <laughs> this might be it's a character. Possible. It might be a, an Andy Kaufman. I, these is, days. As of right now, Spider-Man 223's latest tweet is, it was very, 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 very fun today at school. <laughs> Which is one of Spider-Man 2, What was so fun? Wait, you, did you say how many that current followers correct. that Spider-Man 2, 2 I don't, We haven't yeah. gotten to it. Okay. We're building right. up to All it. Right. Um, there's some other cool ones. One of them here is Fire and Ice. And here's the thing. We oh. talked about Spider-Man 223 on this program, and then Spider-Man 223 had a period of five days of radio silence. Yeah. We didn't hear anything from Spider-Man 223. We didn't know if Spider-Man 223 was dead. We didn't know if Spider-Man 223's... Two, two, sure. Maybe trapped in a crevasse? Um, Did you take a page from the Lola search and... Uh, yeah, bloodhounds. Of- we yeah. hired a psychic. Good. Um, all kinds of things going on. Um, but then, they just... Uh, then they just... Then Spider-Man 223 came back to life. A Queen Latifah-esque second renaissance. Oh. Um, all kinds of... Uh, uh, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, I don't know. I might go to school. Might not, dollar sign. I uh, might have spelled M I T E. Um, Backslash dollar sign. Uh, one that I actually favorited because I enjoyed it so much was wake up in morning, don't go to school. Um, That's like Bob Dylan esque right sure, there. Sure, right? Uh, my sister is retarded. Retarded. Uh, she put I'm, I'm stupid on my status while I was outside. She is such a faggot, F-A-G-E-T. <laughs> I haven't seen that First one. of all, it's Faget. <laughs> Clearly, he just knows what to say. And she was uh, Lady of the Night, resigned, and then retarted herself. Oh, okay. So retarted. now she's back in the tart community. She was uh, tart once community. a tart, wasn't for a period, right. but now is retarted. She missed it. She missed tarting. But a okay. lot of these sure. are a lot of fun. Like, for example, this one is almost poetic. Uh, sucks to wake up in the morning freezing cold like winter in your living room. 
Haiku. Wow. That is <laughs> definitely. Sure. Or try this one on for size. F-U-A slash B. F-U-A or possibly F-U-A slash B. Fuck you, A slash B. A is in butt? I don't know. Ass, it's not. Ass butt? Ass bunny? <laughs> what about this one? Mood is bored. <laughs> so you, you kind of get the idea of what, what comes with following a Spider-Man 223 on Twitter. You get a lot of fun of out of it. This could be a page of the next book that Bigfoot writes. You know, there yeah. are already oh, sure. two. Yes. This, all of those, especially. Yeah. So maybe this is a Bigfoot. Spider-Man 223 has two essential forms of communication. One is these kind of little slice-of-life observations that we've been sharing here. And the other is calling, uh, calling Jordan and Chris Brown mean names. Sure. <laughs> um, especially Chris Brown. Uh, and there have been, there's been some rumors going around. One rumor that I heard was that uh, Spider-Man 223 is a woman. Or a young woman, a girl. I don't know if that's true. I don't yeah, know what that, that was I've based upon. I've heard that upon. too. I've been forwarded a few links to like, and I'm not on Facebook, so I don't understand how it works. But maybe some people on Facebook who people think is Spider-Man two two three. I don't know if there's a way to confirm that. But if that's the case, I mean, some people are saying that this is a girl. Uh, I don't know if that's a game changer or not. I just assume from the kind of the you know devil may care attitude and the kind of the the piss and vinegar within the uh, with within Jordan, the work. I, I think you mean pith and vinegar. <laughs> Excuse me, pith and <laughs> nice. vinegar within the uh, with, with within the work that this was a kind of a young man grappling with hormones because that was the vibe I got. But maybe everything it's not. you just said made me think you thought it was Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> I, did. <laughs> I did. Why does? Why does she hate you? What's Th- wrong with you? Yeah. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm on this short list. Are you a list. different? Maybe so she thinks you're a different. We know Jordan. why she yeah, hates maybe. Chris another- Brown. I mean, I think if you read a tweet like, Chris Brown is a rapist, you raped your mom, you know, <laughs> you know where, why she she, where she stands on Chris Brown. Um, but Except he, she talks about Chris Brown, but then she is talking. It sounds like she's talking to someone else when she says you raped your mom. Yeah, there's a, some tense Otherwise problems. She, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, so I don't know. And, and to be fair, he or she has not added me in a while. So hmm. uh, I, I don't know if we're Did you ever tweet back and say, what did I do to you? I never have. No, I'm reluctant to re-engage. Uh, I mean, I, I don't want to like, it's like if you're, you know, it's like Jane Goodall and the apes. No, that's right. a bad analogy. It's like those people. It's like a different film. ape researcher and the ape. Sure, there you go. So you don't want to upset their society too much. You just kind of you want to comment on it here, sure. and observe, right? Well, what, but what you don't want to. You don't want to interact. I but it's still a public forum. It's possible Spider Man two two three is listening right now. Yeah, and you know it, what? Yeah, we sure. have nothing against Spider Man two two three. I don't think this is live. Yeah, <laughs> I want Spider Man two two three. I want Spider-Man, if Spider-Man 223 is out there, uh, you know, go for it, express yourself, we're enjoying it, it's fascinating, we're old and we don't remember what it was like to be a teen, 13 at our living, being And we never had that, we didn't have the option to just like lazily type out something, whether or not it was grammatically correct or not, and And, let it out into the world. And I think that our listeners have embraced Spider-Man 223 in the positive spirit that we intended. I have not heard any negative stuff. I think people have been doing a really great job of keeping it positive and just following Spider-Man 223 and enjoying what Spider-Man 223 has to offer us. 
And that's I think w- with and, regards uh, to following, I think that's our big announcement. And yeah, how many? What what is uh, what is the young person up to? One thousand one hundred twenty-seven <laughs> followers. So thank you so much to the fans, all everyone who uh, everyone who shared Spider-Man two two three on Follow Friday on Twitter. Um, everybody who uh, retweeted our enthusiastic endorsements of Spider-Man 223. Um, just everybody out there, thanks a million. Yeah. I think the next step is we're looking to get a sitcom deal a la Shit My Dad Says. Yeah. So For Spider-Man 223. Right. I mean, we'll get EP credit. Right. But yes, I mean, mainly we want to make them a star. Yeah. Well, anyway, I just a salute. Uh, I we Spider Man two two three. We salute you. Sure. One thousand one hundred and twenty seven <laughs> followers. Um, thank you for not saying anything mean about Jordan lately. We can though. I'm, you can. I'm up it's for fun. it. Sure. It is fun when you do. Uh, it is fun when you do. And uh, you know, I we just we just really appreciate Spider Man two two three. So good looking out, SM two two three. Oh, can I ask a quick question? I yeah. can't quite tell. Jordan, are you humping your dick pussy right now? Nah, you got me. No, you got me. I was trying was to be. I was trying to be coy I about it. Should have known. But yes, I am humping my dick pussy. Backslash. Um, as as long as we're talking about our triumphs uh, and trials and tribulations, uh, I have a brief announcement. Uh, two brief announcements, actually. Sure. I am for those of you who are in Southern California. I am going to be on our friend uh, Luke Burbank's show, "Too Beautiful to Live." They're doing a live show at the Troubadour. On uh, September 9th, which is Thursday, sept- mm. thir- uh, Thursday night, um, I am by far the least significant person on this list of guests that includes Garfunkel and Oates, uh, Rob Corddry, Dana Gould, the band Princeton, uh, not the University Princeton, uh, he, he explained to me. Uh, I was totally baffled by it initially. Uh, the folks from the Dinner Party Download, um, all, all kinds of great people are going to be on this Too Beautiful to Live live show here in Los Angeles. Um, if you want more information about it, go to tbtl.net, uh, and you can click on uh, TBTL Hearts LA. And also, uh, I'm going to be in San Francisco this coming month uh, in September to do, uh, to do this talk that I've been giving called Make Your Thing, which is about, um, uh, it's essentially about making independent media in the age of the internet. And um, it includes my 12-point uh, system for absolute 1,000% guaranteed success. <laughs> um, it's, uh, it's a really great talk, and I'm doing it in San Francisco on, of course, I can't remember. I'm looking at my own website to realize it. Uh, September 17th at the Darkroom Theater, and there's only a few tickets left, so if you want to go, you should grab your ticket now. When I say a few, I mean there's literally like, I don't remember, like six six tickets left or something like that. Um, if it's sell, if it's sold out, we will be able to get fit a few people in at the door. We got everybody in uh, when we did Monsters of Podcasting at the Dark Room. Um, w- you know, we'll we'll squeeze people in, but uh, grab your tickets now. You can find more information at maximumfund.org. Um, and uh, I, I feel like that's all the things we have to plug for the moment. So we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse. Come. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Jana Varney, fleeting immersion promoter. Jessica Makinson, co-curator. This was an enjoyable Jordan, Jesse, go program. I found it to be enjoyable. So did I. Oh, I didn't hate it. Come on. Ladies? What fun. It didn't stink.
It was really <laughs> fun. It was really fun. That time flew by, guys. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having, having us. us. Um, remind people where people where and when people can enjoy this uh, New Zealand astronaut situation that you've got going on. New England astronaut. New, New Mexico. Me. I can't believe you would over. Yeah, I just can't believe you got that wrong. Um, well, I would like to say for well, anyone in I San know, Francisco. For one thing, I know that it's at Crosswords of the World. <laughs> crosswords of the World. Four-letter word for. Um, it, I, I, anybody who's in San Francisco who can't get tickets to Jesse's show on September 17th should drive themselves down to the Fleeting Immersion opening because there's no limit to the amount of people that we can take on at that reception. There's no limit. No limit hold'em. Hmm. And there's going to be... Um, I'm excited about the Indian... <laughs> I'm excited about the Indian fry bread. There's Indian fry bread the if opening. you're into that. That's, right. that's, right. delicious. that's a delicious snack. This really great um, couple, they are under the heading Auntie's Fry Bread. They're working to get up their own uh, enough funding to do their own uh, catering truck. They go around and do... They go around and do... Probably, I'm, I'm guessing they do the local powwows. They, it's, it's a big thing. You go and do the dances and whatnot. Yes, but more often now, it's uh, hip enough with the catering trucks that... And they're doing tacos Indian and stuff. Bread. Well, they call too, them right? Indian fry bread taco, which is not a real taco. Yeah. It's better. Oh, Indian oh. fry bread is so good. We're, again, both from the Southwest, so we highly both. recommend trying it. Both from Arizona. And so both of us are just stardust. Also, like we all are, we're all just Oh my God! I knew it was so when you go put here, those things together, I you got. Oh, you know what, Jordan? Go Haters gonna hate. Ugh. Haters gonna hate, Jordan. <laughs> you uh, gonna talk about your spirit animal that's now? Right. Ooh, maybe. Your vision, African your gray parrot. Everything quest. comes together. Yeah. Uh, and then it closes on uh, fleeting immersion. Santa Fe astronaut opens, lands, mm. Mm. touches down, touches right. down September seventeenth. Our opening party. Uh, 8 a.m. 8 p.m. Don't say a.m. 8 p.m. Somebody might show 8 up. 8 p.m. Yeah, somebody's going to okay. show up looking and to get we're drunk. And we're open through September 25th. Our hours are up on our website, fleetingimmersion.com. Fleetingimmersion.com. Fleeting is Jewel Hauser going to be there? Because I'm just saying, when I did a launch party for my uh, web series, Put This On, Jewel uh, Hauser came, is all I'm saying. If not him, then someone equally as wonderful. Like you, so Janet. God, then. Like, so God, like you, yes. Jessica. Yes, I um, leave it wide open. Uh, the people can people can regularly enjoy uh, Janet on the television uh, program Dinner with a Movie. Uh, Fair enough. Starring <laughs> Bill, about whatever. Right. Starring Bill Go Martin. Great. And celebrity chef Claude Man. Claude Man. Claude Man. And uh, as well as with our with our buddy Cole Stratton, who was just recently on the program in the theme park show. And, it's true, and uh, we do riff tracks as well, which some of you guys might oh, like. People on the internet they love riff tracks. Like yeah, that's riff, maybe that's like maybe a little tracks. more up our up our listeners alley. They like the riff tracks. Might the not latest live one in is Los the Lost Angeles. Boys. You can check out their hilarious uh, riff tracks. And uh, Jessica, you perform here at the I.O. West here in Los Angeles. Yes, I am at the I.O. West Theater twice a week, Tuesdays with powerhouse and saturdays at nine the armando show tonight oh is this it gonna won't hear- go out oh. by tonight well 
if you have a time machine, go <laughs> check out Laura Silverman. Go check out Laura Silverman tonight <laughs> at the iOS Theater. The Armando Show, the signature. But in future Armandos, you will have equally impressive guests. Absolutely. It's this always is this, time. This is the signature show of the mm-hmm. iOS Theater. It is. Yes. It's their incredible group. They're so freaking good. Proud to say. Thank you very much. I love that I said, were you humping your dick pussy? And I just said freaking. Like, yeah, like, all you're of trying a sudden, to clean it up. Yeah, I'm backpedaling oh, and my Crescent dad's going to listen. So for Crescent Heights, you dick pussy. Well, it was, it was a pleasure to have everyone on the program. I think we've had a lot of fun. Uh, we'll see you next week here on Jordan Jesse Go and online at MaximumFun.org and uh, on the forum. 206-984-4FUN the number to call if something momentous happens to you or if you'd like to call in and clarify Jordan's emotional quandary of what might be the positive effects of uh, talking to a random person on the street. And uh, in addition to that, uh, you can. I forgot what the other thing I was going to say is. Were you going to say Jordan was going to take out the show with the theme to uh, the brooch se- segment? I'd like to hear that song again. <laughs> da, 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 brooch. Our theme music is Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Uh, we'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs>